Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball, basketball, football, NASCAR, plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling the Conversation Station or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream, or computer. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923 and enter the pin 287-723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devin, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, and Bill Sparks. Well, a very good evening from Southwest Florida. You're too busy to hear me talk about the weather, so I'm going to turn it over to Chris. Hello. All right. Well, this is, uh, first of all, happy Easter to everybody. And uh, I know it's been a strange Easter for everybody, but uh, it's it's one we'll never forget. Happy Passover also. And happy Passover. That's right. And today is show number 88 on Sports Sounds Live uh, for April 12th, 2020. And so what we're going to do is we're going to do it the way we did last week. And I think this format is, is going to work out pretty well for up for the coming weeks. We're going to do the odds and ends. And that means just skipping from sport to sport, back and forth, give information, the latest information from any given sport, latest, uh, you know, updates on people, what they've been doing, anything we know about about them, like a party we, we heard about in Texas. We can talk about that, that kind of thing. And uh, then uh, we'll do the deaths as, as a separate segment. We have, I think, eight of them we need to do this week. Not... Uh, uh, coronavirus uh, related. They're just uh, eight deaths that happened this week. And when ninth death that we know about, and we'll throw that in uh, and mention it right now, as a matter of fact, right at the top of the show, Glenn Beckert, who was a second baseman for the Cubs in the 60s, and he replaced Kenny Hubbs after Kenny Hubbs died. I think that was in a uh, in a plane crash, if I recall, in 65. And Glenn Beckert came up not long after that and played you know, with the uh, the team uh, that became prominent with Leo DeRocher later, like in 69, with you know, that did not win the division, but the team with Ernie Banks and Ron Santo and you know, all those guys, Billy Williams and so forth. And uh, we will have in- more information on him next week. Uh, we didn't get that in time from our information guy, David USF, who we always appreciate. We've got a lot of information on the other people. But we to David's find that defense, out. though, Chris, that just happened like later this yeah. afternoon. Oh, yes. Yeah, no, yeah, there's, a yeah. Deadline, there's a deadline for every newspaper, the deadline for every show, and, you know, sometimes you can get stuff and sometimes you can't and then the third thing will be the history uh this this date in history or going back starting back on monday and going up through today we have a few well unfortunately the people that uh, sean gets these from are monday through friday so we know, know a lot more about monday through friday we got a few things for yesterday and today as well and yeah. so anyway sean why don't you tell everybody uh your first spiel of the evening uh, all right well first of all hey uh you, if you are a fan of pro wrestling, don't forget to check me out on my shooting the coronavirus with Sean. There Hall. you go. <laughs> oh, now you're going to encourage seven, people to get toilet paper by saying that. No, that's right. That. Yeah. 773-572-7715. And this week when I update, well, I'm over the weeks I'm reviewing a, it's a series of shows called Dark Side of the Ring. It's looking at the different stories about certain things that happen in wrestling, but I'm also going to be covering the wrestling part of another story that we have coming here. I'm going to, I'll put, throw part of it that in to relate to this, but I'll have the wrestling angle to the same person on there. So I'll go in depth on that. Also, don't forget 712-432-3642. Go to board number nine. That is where you can hear each day as I put up the sports 
hit in history. You hear it each day, so you know what's going on. And then we're going to start posting when we see things coming on that people might want to watch on Board 13. So, also, if you want to leave a message at any time, and by the way, uh, you can leave it 800-693-0595, option number two. And if you want to call in at any time, and by the way, those of you that are listening on the podcast, you may wonder, we never mentioned we are live Sunday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. And some people, I had somebody ask, they listened on the podcast, but they were wondering when we did it live. So, hey, that's that's when we do it. You can download the Zoom app or dial 646-876-9923, then enter code 287-723-4600. Hit the pound key twice when you're on the phone. Otherwise, it'll bring you, you. You'll be put in the waiting room. You'll be put on hold. You won't hear the show. But as soon as Perry or Bill sees you, they will bring you in. And then if you have a question, you know you'll be muted. Star nine raises your hand on the phone, alt line on the computer, and the more key on your smartphone. So anyway, let's by the way, one other, one, odd- one other thing to throw in, Sean, when you when you call in and you're put on hold. You will you will either hear music or it'll be completely uh, silent. Yeah, well, pretty much lately it's been silent. I think yeah. it's been silent lately. Yeah, you'll but you'll know it'll tell you you're on hold and then it'll tell you when you're in the room. It's, and by so, the way, the voice that very, wasn't silent there that was uh, Robert Harriger ringside. Robert, we do yeah, that's right, that. Robert. That's our, and and it was she's a very nice lady that tells us we're on hold. So yeah, very, yeah. very nice automated lady. Uh, so, by the anyway. way, before we before we get rolling, Chris, you asked. Uh, when we before we were going to start, what the game was tonight? It is Game Seven of the '86 World Series. is is the first game on Sirius XM tonight. Okay, so that is the game that just started. That is now. probably Bob Murphy and um, and uh, what's it the is. name? Uh, it is. Yeah, Gary, Bob Murphy Gary Thorne. and Gary Thorne. Gary I heard Thorne. Game Six last night. Yeah, Fantastic. so I think they'll do that. We don't know the second game though, right? Uh, no, yeah. but it might be the same. It might be the game, same one as it was last night. You know, just the oh, game, game six with Jack Clark's home run. Yeah, that yeah. might be the one. Yeah, yeah. with uh, well, probably with Jack Buck again. So, or yeah. w- would that be the Ozzy Smith home run? No, Ozzy Smith was game five. Okay, yeah, that, was, and that would have yeah. been last all day. Night. Actually, Robert, I don't know. All day we've been discussing this. <laughs> and we've been okay. asking which teams okay. are in the game and whatever. No, all game right. five was <clears throat> Monday, Columbus Day. That was the Ozzy Smith game. Six was Wednesday back in L.A. Jack Clark winning the okay. pennant with that all home right. run. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, and for okay, those who, well, probably, and for those Chris who want to know what we're talking about, we are talking about the Sirius XM. They have uh, classic voices. So, like, if you enjoy Jack Bach or Harry Carey or Vin Scully or any of those guys, they're playing different games each night. They tend to once they get into something, though, they tend to keep with it until the end of it. So, uh, right. but it's on two oh nine and. Uh, for Sirius, 89 for XM, 8 o'clock and 11 o'clock Eastern each night, every night, all seven days of the week, they have games. So if you want to listen to games, 8 and 11 Eastern, you can hear some of the greatest voices that there are. So that, that- And while we're at it, uh, WEI has joined the uh, the Intercom uh, group. They've been doing Red Sox 2018. They just finished the Astros series, uh, so the Red Sox winning the pennant there. Now I'm thinking they're going to, and they're doing them um, uh, weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. So I'm thinking they're going to probably do all five because the the, uh, the game that they lost, the third game, was, of course, that big 16-inning game, in the, or 18 innings, I guess it was. And Everybody what remembers that. What so, yeah, 105.3 The Fan is also doing games for the Rangers. And on their Saturday night games, they're putting it on the network because they ran the Saturday night yeah. one here in Austin. 
They're allowing the uh, network, the, uh, the Red Sox are allowing the network to pick it up if they want to, the Monday through Friday. Okay, so, and, yeah, they're probably, uh, for the, they're probably for doing that. Are, for those of you that are in yeah. New York, WFAN is doing Mets and Yankees. They do the Mets on Thursday and Friday. Yankees are Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And then on the weekends, the fan is doing uh, football games. Uh, like uh, yesterday, they did uh, Cardinals, Packers. Tonight, they're doing Giants, Cowboys. Right. So, if you're a regular listener to WFAN, you need to listen on Monday because they run through the whole schedule. Of what's going to be on? So the Mets are so the Mets are so the Mets are going to get slight. Let's let's get a few other let's schedule. Since we're doing schedules, let's just go ahead and get that out of the way. Uh, okay. ABC on Saturdays and Sundays is doing NBA championships. Uh, Saturday and Sunday on NBC, they're doing Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, Fox on Saturday, they're doing World Series. And on Sunday, they're doing Super Bowls that they ran. CBS, well, this week they did Masters, so they'll probably have other golf tournaments that they, you know, NBC had been doing that also. Uh, of course, Fox Sports 1 on uh, different nights is also doing, last night they were doing the Dodgers and the playoffs from last year, you know, and, and I think it was, or they were doing one Dodgers-Milwaukee uh, from, I forget when that was, and they That was two years ago. That was two years ago. Two years ago. But, yeah, they're doing... They're all all those on weekends are doing, that. and then your your sports channels are CBS Sports Network, Fox Sports One, all those, all of them ex- uh, except the main ESPN are showing old old games. I mean, ESPN showing 2K and horse and all that. They got a horse tournament going on right now. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's so that's just check those. And if you're a fan of the old show, This Week in Baseball, from about 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. Uh, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. on FS1. They're showing uh, episodes of This Week in Baseball. Yesterday, I got like two or three from the uh, oh, from 81. From 81, said, right? 81 yeah. after the one, they got, I had one from the right around Labor Day and then one from the divisional playoff series that they did that year. So, And then they did one from 82. So that I, those are the three that I caught. I I loved that show as a kid. Let me tell you. I oh, I, I did that. too. But no, as I was going to say with the with WFAN, the Mets are going to feel slighted like they always do in New York. The Yankees get three games. The Mets only get two. Well, well there's more because, there's more significant the, games in the history of the Yankees to 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 get. So yeah, not only that, not only that, WFAN is the flagship station of the Yankees, so they're going to give them more time. And the other thing too, the Mets are doing okay though. On uh, they, the Mets are very well represented. We've heard a lot of Mets on MLB radio. Uh, this year. Yes, we yes we have. KMBR doing games all Saturday and Sunday. Oh yes, yeah, K- yeah. KMBR is doing the games that they play on Saturday this weekend. It was probably 2014, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. The games that they play on Saturday they start at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. They replay those on Sunday. And, and 104.9 The Horn is doing classic Texas football, basketball, and baseball games on Tuesday nights at seven Central. Thursdays at eight central and Fridays at five p.m. central. So yeah, that's okay. and, and, you and have, sometimes if, you can find if you have um, if you get podcasts from some of your colleges like uh, that are with Learfield IMG. Um, some of them are are putting in podcast form classic games. So, so if you if you have that, that that's in what, your podcast, you can you can catch those. 
Yeah, and and if you know if your if your team or your station or whatever is running classic games or different, you know, feel free to let us know. And let yeah, us know. Yeah, we we, we, we the ones we know list. about, but there's always more. Everybody yep. seems to be doing something. But anyway, so why don't we try to talk about the things that are and aren't happening and do okay. new schedules that we know about? Why don't we start with baseball because that's the one everybody's been talking about all week and talk. Yeah. Terry, why don't you do this because why don't you start with what it started out as and what it morphed into seemingly. As they, of course, run all their they run all their business out in public, so we get to see what, <laughs> they, what the machinations they, are. Uh-huh. It started with the Arizona plan. Everybody was going to get together in the Phoenix area. They were going to, you know, put them up in the, in hotels, and everybody was going to play in Arizona and and all that. Well, the, some of the players, notably uh, Chris Sale, was was opposed to it, and, and some others too. Um, they were opposed to that. So then they come out with the Florida Arizona plan. The, the you know the fifteen teams that play in Florida would play there and the 15 that play in Arizona would play there. So somebody would always have an off day in some way, shape right. or form. But um, those seem to be the two most likely scenarios. I guess what gets me though, is it would just seem really weird not having Cubs and Cardinals all year. Yep. Oh yeah. yeah well, and they got I heard another ridiculous uh, and and the way that the, the way that the Florida Arizona plan were for those who don't know is you would be in divisions basically right with the teams that that play right around you. So like the Red Sox would play the Twins, um, the Braves, Toronto, yeah. and Tampa Bay. Yeah, because those are the teams you you would see a lot of those games. Right. I, I heard yeah. another ridiculous uh, plan that Tim Kirchin put out last night, and I don't know where he got this from, and I don't see this happening at all, that all 30 major league teams would go over to Tokyo and play and play all their games over there. No, because if they, no, I mean, yes, they could play at 3 in the morning Japanese time, or they can do whatever, because it's, for, it's going to be whatever they do in Florida and whatever they do in Arizona, it's going to be based on the times that are convenient for those who are watching. Now, if we're still in lockdown, you might see more games at 10 or 11 in the morning or whatever, but you st- you're going to basically see the Arizona and Florida. Arizona games will be later. Florida games will be earlier. You'll probably have uh, like you know all the Florida games in the afternoon and early evening and the Arizona games, uh, maybe some in the early evening, but most in the late evening. You know, that's how the way it. it sounded, Chris, is Arizona, you, the Florida games would probably be sandwiched in the air in between because some of the Arizona games would have to be played in the morning because if yeah. you know anything about Arizona, it's about 110, well, 120 the, degrees down that, there. That's the thing. That's the problem with these two states. If you wanted to pick two states for the worst summer weather you can play baseball in, you got them. These are the ones because you've got 100 to 120 degrees in Arizona and you've got rain sometime almost every day in Florida that you have to work around. And then, if you, and, then if you abs- and then if you accidentally got a hurricane, I mean, look at what that would cause. Well, that's oh right. Yeah. That's right. Go, yeah, go, go find some high school fields over in, like, North Dakota and Wyoming and all that. Because uh, because hurricane work. season, for those that don't know, starts on June 1st. And, it does. It does. Uh, good good and, luck, baseball. And the majority of hurricanes hit August. Yeah. August, September, October. August, September is the prime yeah. time. Right. But, yeah. September, yeah. You know, it's it's like – this is all conjecture. So you have would have different divisions, but I mean, you would have probably in Florida, the Red Sox would play the Yankees a few times, which you'd play predominantly against your division. And then, so you would have no American League, no National League. I just thought of something while we were waiting to get started. Uh, DH or no DH? There would be, it no. would be universal DH. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, here we go. And the so, yeah, Perry, Perry, <laughs> that, that leads us into, that leads us into Perry's uh, thing that he wants to say. You're afraid that things that happen now for the, 
you know, moment for, for uh, you know, coronavirus year would might stay longer than that. Is, oh, is that if Rob Manford gets his way, if, if you get it in, he would never let it go. Because they're also not only are they talking about the universal DH, he's also proposing now that we maybe use the robot umpires. That's and right. what about the seven inning double headers? Seven inning double headers, yes. But um, the problem, Ooh, the problem I, would bad, think the, I would think the robot umpires, I would think the umpires union would not like that one. No, they would not. Right, right. So anyway, I mean, stay tuned. It's it's like one of these things where, you know, we, we will hear more. There will be more tweaks. There will be more people coming out and saying this and that. Oh, one of the owners, uh, you said, uh, somebody, one of you, Sean or, or uh, uh, Perry, said that one of the owners was saying the players should take a pay cut because it wouldn't be fans of the stands. However, the players, they deserve combat pay. They're going to be like there from, let's say, June or May, middle of May to the maybe into well into November for these games and not be able to go home and see their families or only on a limited basis, if yep. at all. I so, suppose I suppose his thing was going to be, Chris, when he argues for the pay cut was, well, we're giving you a full year of service time, even if you play maybe a month or two. Right. I suppose, I, get that. I suppose that would be the owner's argument. I don't think that the owners, I don't think that the John Henrys of the world and the Yankees and the, the richer teams are going to allow that. I think they're just going to say, you know, yeah, it's, it's the skin flints that have these teams that, are, you know, need a floor in base, you know, Florida and Kansas City. These are the ones that are going to try to pull stuff like that. And I, I'm not impugning yep. any particular owners because I don't know they, they, which one said anything. But well, like, I, like I said, like I said last week on here, folks. Uh, any of these plans that are put into place and they stay, uh, Rob Manfred is trying to screw up our national pastime. You know. Well, you know that could be, but you know you can see where some of them. It's a it's an experiment, and maybe if if cooler heads prevail, and okay, we we use the uh, you know the electronic umpire because of social distancing, and you know yeah, you're going to have people that have been tested, and Another that is the and that's though, the reason for it, Chris, is social distancing. Another and, argument and the, though, and that, the plate that made, umpire would still be around. He would still be around to yes. call outs at the plate, but yeah, yeah, not yeah. all the strikes. Right, but he wouldn't be right over the catcher like he is now. Yeah, right. right. And so that's catcher. that's one that I could actually see working. But uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, Nightingale, and uh, I can't think of his first name. Bob Nightingale. Our friend Lynn in Florida uh, pointed out an article. She recapped it very well. I didn't read it, but she was talking about one of the points that they made. Can you really justify having all this, uh, all these people, all the umpires and players and media and everybody that's going to be involved tested when other people, first responders and others, can't get tested? You know, I think that I think that's a very that's a very good point. They're hoping by then, as more tests roll out, you know, more tests are rolling out daily. I mean, they got the drive-through tests now and other things going, you know, up. So I think that's what they're hoping. You know, I mean, I get that that people do want and everybody wants to have something for people to do. Everybody wants the NBA. And why don't we talk about the NBA? They've been pretty quiet, but I guess the NBA is kind of just lurking there. They've kind of got their their foot in the door with the Las Vegas thing, and they're kind of just waiting to see what happens in the next couple of weeks to see what the the guidelines are, I guess, huh? Yeah, they they have – NBA has plans. They're they're just – Whoever is being very, except for leaking out the Vegas thing, which they kind of backed off, but I think that's still in the that's back of their mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, uh, you know, they've, whoever has not leaked much to the press about that one, where, where baseball, there's people leaking stuff to the press all the time because baseball wants that publicity. Right. <laughs> what it is, all the leagues, all the leagues want to be first because 
they're going to get, it won't be long-term maybe, but they're going to get an instant ratings boom because there's something live sports on TV. Even people that are not necessarily you know, big fans of that sport are going to watch because, hey, it's something live. It's something right. kind of like when Texas and Arkansas came back after uh, Kennedy's assassination, kind of like the Yankees after 9-11, you know, when they came back and, you know, after 9-11, baseball did that, you know, all the different things that came back. They want to, all these sports want to be that one. Right. Yeah. Right. So anyway, um, you know, the thing is, of course, it's all conjecture. Now, the idea behind all this, uh, this is what we and, and nobody's really saying what new guidelines might emerge a- after April or what's it, whether they're extended or what, because we don't know. But what they're thinking is you might go to a point where you cannot have a massive crowd in a stadium. And so you'd be playing sports for the next few months before no crowd. And just with the tested people again in the media and the players and the, the people in the ballpark that need to be there. But the, that you would end up with not no crowds for few months. Of course, baseball adamantly said they would not do that, but now they're saying, well, hey, we could get 70% of our revenue. I guess we could. I think they, re- I think I think they realize say. that, Chris. They need the 70% of that revenue, plus I don't think they wanted to take a chance that they were going to lose the whole season if they if they hung right. on that you know position. Yeah, that's right. So so anyway, so the point is we may have a guideline. Let's say just guess that maybe you could have twenty five people in a place instead of fifteen or fifty, but you're never not going to necessarily in the foreseeable future be able to have a crowd for a sporting event. So. So that's kind of where we are. But golf is starting to put together a little bit of a schedule, and they're, they're kind of a game that will – and I, I wrote down what you said, Sean, with these different tournaments. Uh, yes. The PGA – okay, so it's supposed to start in the Memorial uh, in, in June, right? That's their goal yes. is to start Memorial in June. The PGA tournament would be August 6th through August 9th in San Francisco. Yep. Uh, no, that's the U.S. Open. I'm sorry. That's in San Francisco. No, no, that's PGA. That's PGA. Oh, that's PGA? U.S. Open is September – yeah, no, and that was yeah, yeah. Basically, they're in their old time that they used to be in. Yeah, the PGA is in August. The, U- yeah. the U.S. Open will be in September. Okay, so the September. FedEx is supposed to start eight thirteen through nine thirteen. You know, those four tournaments they're going yeah. to do the FedEx Cup. Then the U.S. Open. You're right, nine seventeen to nine twenty. Where where's that supposed to be? Do you know? That's in New uh, York. That's in, New, in York. New York this year. And then the the Ryder Cup will be the next twenty third to the twenty seventh. Yeah, yes, and then the Masters. Normal. The Masters, November 12 to 12:15, and uh, so so Sean, talk about what you could see. Let's say September, October, November. If if all these things, you you were painting a scenario okay. where well, you'd need everybody need ha- free. The, the government, I think, would have to issue people extra TVs while they're getting things <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah, because all right, you already have. You let's say let's say the NBA decides to come back in August, and you already have the PGA Championship August 6. Indy 500. Coming back August twenty third. August twenty third. And, yeah. and then let's say football is allowed to start at the same at the at the normal time. Let's say it gets and football goes ahead and start Labor Day weekend. You're having the college football and the Kentucky Derby. That's right. Then 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 two weeks later you're having the well and also the U.S. Open tennis. They're running at normal time. They have not postponed that. No. Nope. Then then you have the U.S. Open golf along with college and pro football and the start of and then right after that going into the French Open, into the Ryder Cup, into whatever happened, whatever playoffs are going on which with whatever sports, college football, everything going, continuing, maybe some NASCAR, then into November, the Masters going in with college and pro football and whatever else is going on. And Fox and C B S especially have interesting dilemmas. Fox covers the US Open and 
They also have NFL and college football, you know, Big Ten, and Big CB, 12, And CBS has a Masters. And CBS has a Masters, and they have college and pro football. That, yeah. And Jim Nance and Joe Buck are both on those, and Joe Buck, of course, also has baseball. And so, But they, they're they like, well, how do we work this with the Masters, being able to show it the way we show it, and still show our college and pro football? How do we do this? And then Fox, the same thing. Do they work it where, okay, on the U.S. Open weekend, Fox says, okay, CBS, you can have all our NFL games this week. And then on Masters weekend, CBS says, okay, Fox, you get all of our NFL games, and we just yeah. won't run an SEC game that weekend. They could do something like that. I mean, that, right. that's going to be the interesting interesting thing because a lot, especially with, with CBS and the Masters, a number of their announcers are – well, I mean, I know Jim Nance still does golf and football, and there's a couple yep. others that are still doing most golf and football. And who knows, who knows, maybe Tony Romo will be playing somewhere in golf. You know, you never well, know about and him. He, he, there's talk of him being on the golf coverage, too, yeah. this year. Yeah. There was talk of that uh, with his new contract. So that could be re- that could be a rather interesting uh, thing coming yeah. out of this, which, should I go ahead and get to that? Speaking of, now we're talking about TV, should I get to that other TV story? Go ahead. Sure. Yeah. All right. Drew Brees turned down ESPN. So, let's let's see. Who's turned down ESPN now? Uh, Tony Romo turned them down a Peyton few years Manning, ago. Drew Brees. Peyton Manning turned them down. Uh, now, Drew Drew, Brees, uh, now, now Drew Brees. So, Drew Brees has a deal in waiting whenever he retires. What he will do he has already signed a deal with NBC as soon as he retires. He will do – it looks like he's going to do Notre Dame football with Mike Tirico, which means, hey, they're already pushing Flutie out. But he's also going to do studio work. And then when Chris Collinsworth is ready to step out of the booth, uh, he will move into his place because Mike Tirico is there to replace Al Michaels. So right. Collinsworth – I don't know. Let me see. Collinsworth retired like 86, 87. So Collinsworth's probably, what, 60 – Five, something like that, probably. Yeah, yeah. he played what about ten years in the league. Ten, yeah, like that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and he went right into broadcasting because he replaced Bob Trumpy at WLW when yeah. he went yes. to NBC, and and he's kind of doing what Collinsworth did. Collins, they brought Collinsworth in, and Collinsworth did NFL Network games when they first started with Bryant Gumbel. Oh, those were interesting, but and then Brad Nessler, but he sat there in the studio. While uh, John Madden, you know, waited on Madden to retire. And, and remember, Chris Collingsworth was also involved in Inside the NFL for several years. That's right. Oh, yeah, he was involved in that. But so Drew Brees is kind of taking the Collingsworth route that Collingsworth did with Madden. He, it's like he's going to do, you know, he can practice on some Notre Dame games. He gets some in-studio work with uh, Rodney Harrison, Tony Dungy, those guys, you know, and Mike Tirico. And then when it's his time, he moves in. So, you know. Basically, and of course, ESPN. And of course, Al Michaels is in his seventies, so we don't know how much. Yeah, Al Michaels will be gone, and and Collinsworth may just say, you know what, Al's leaving. I'm going to hang it up too. He he may, or right. you know, and who knows? We we'll yeah. see because he's a little so, bit younger. So, couple more odds and ends. I know we're going to come up on our break pretty soon, and then we'll get yeah. into the deaths and the history. But more odds and ends. I thought it was very interesting. Uh, did they? Uh, okay, first of all, did they do the virtual draft? How does that work? Uh, out? Yeah, you know they're going that? to be, but I'm not what, sure what day that. No, no, they be. did. The, they did the virtual draft. That's they tested the, things the out. virtual draft is the 23rd to the 25th. No, that's the real no, draft. No, 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 no. They did a practice. No, they did the practice draft. Right. Right. They, did, but, that's they wanted to make sure everybody's technology a, would work and yeah, so they, forth they, they the did a practice dra- They did a practice run to make sure technology wa- is working. They're right. hanging mm-hmm. it. And apparently, 
we didn't hear anything come out of it, so I guess everything went okay. Well, they're not allowed so to talk be, about it because uh, they're the, not allowed to talk about it. They, they, uh, the yeah, they're not allowed to talk about it. They won't let them. Yeah, the, the but, Fuhrer has but said, they will. Yeah. Well, they will be doing the draft on twenty third through the twenty fifth, and that'll be from people, every GM and everybody. They will be at their homes. So, you, so two weeks from tonight, we should actually actually have some sports news to talk about. You know, we yes, have draft, we, yeah, we, drafted yeah, players. Yeah, we have sports news, and maybe next week we can talk about the draft a little bit. And, and, and remember, uh, those will be shown on ESPN, NFL Network, ABC, and Fox for yes, TV, yes, and then Sirius XM Radio will will have coverage. And ESPN Radio and, and, and Fox ESPN Radio. Radio and, sports Radio, well, they'll yeah, all have it. Yeah. They'll all have it. And then they'll the other thing – there were a couple more things. Uh, another thing was uh, the British Open. They're going to move all the courses back. They did finally cancel. We were a little, it wasn't quite official last week when we were on here. They did cancel, move it, and moving everything back. So the 150th British Open was supposed to be at St. Andrews. Well, actually, they didn't have one this year, so maybe it still would be at the 150th. No, it is. St. They moved it. it'll, it'll still be the 150th. It'll be in yeah, 2022. It'll just be in 2022. Yeah. Of, yeah. yeah. And right. the one in St. George moved back to this year. And yeah. also Wimbledon. Yeah. This, is a, tell that this story. explains it's why cool. Wimbledon. This explains why Wimbledon canceled. Yep. That 17, 17 years ago, Wimbledon started paying $2 million a year in pandemic insurance <laughs> and $2 million American dollars. So figure out the British pounds and everything. So they, by canceling, they cashed in $141 million American dollars. They made so quite a profit just for canceling. Yes, they did. Well, the reason and, that they, and I realize why they, they thought of this, that's when SARS was around. And they, yep. they, yes. they, which, you know, didn't turn out to be as obviously anywhere near like this, but it was like, oh, you know, this is something that could happen. I mean, it happens every once in a while. We should be prepared. Very smart. Very smart. You know? So, all right. So college football, we talked, touched on it briefly. Hold, 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 on, hold on. Before you do that, Chris, we are over time. So let's go ahead oh, and yeah. get our break and we'll come yeah. back. Sure, break. We'll get back to that. Okay. The XFL. Yep. Keyboard Cat, Hamilton the Pug, and Toast Meets World. These are some of the Internet's most beloved pets. And they all have one thing in common. Their stories started in a shelter. Start your story. Adopt a dog or cat today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Training that pet to play the keyboard, that's optional. Start a story. Adopt a shelter or rescue pet today. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Okay, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. So mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Underwear always comes first. Name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole or you have to start all over. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and left with money ears. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. Two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier, and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2min2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. Look for FAST. F, face drooping. A, arm weakness. S, speech difficulty. T. Time to call 911 immediately. Know the sudden signs. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. The storks are bringing me a baby brother. 
We can do this together. All right, let's go. Storks know how to keep kids safe. Do you? What? Oh, my gosh, you don't know. <gasps> I know. You don't. <laughs> oh, man, you laugh when you're uncomfortable. <laughs> no. Making sure your child is in the right car seat is one of the steps to safer travel. I will rock this. You will rock this. To know for sure that your child is in the right car seat for their age and size, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Cool, cool, cool. Very cool, very cool. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Well, let's say hello to uh, listeners in China, Germany, okay. France, and Spain, and our usual U.S. contingent with a few more in Illinois and a few more in Michigan and California, and of course our usual suspect. Our usual yes, one of the one of the new people is my mother. She's uh, I tuned her into your station, Bill, and well, okay. We've been listening most of the day, so she likes your well, that's stuff. That's good. That's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would think she'd hear enough of you uh, all day long, you know, just talking to her. But I guess she can't <laughs> get enough, Robert. Well, well she uh, listen to the whole, she's listening to the station, and this yeah, she listens to the station. She, she, she likes the music that Bill. Well, there you go. Play. Yeah, that's right. She hasn't figured out how to turn it off, so she's stuck listening to her son again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, she so knows we can turn it off. We, we have a few the, more odds yeah. and ends, and yeah. you guys were talking about some different scenarios for college football. I guess they want to start, as the NFL does, you know, first week in September, you know, blah, 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 like they normally would. But what what are some of the scenarios that you guys were talking about, you've heard about? Well, some have said October, and that you could finish, you know, around New Year's, and then, you know, around Christmas, New Year's, and still do a few bowl games and possibly have the championship. One I've heard is that week, you know, if the NFL started on time, the college could still start in October and do it that week between the NF, the NF, NFC and AFC championships and the Super Bowl because their thing is getting the players into school and getting them with the workouts and all that that they're missing their spring and summer workouts. That, but then one of the others, like I said, they got the nine. Everybody just plays a conference schedule. Then they got this January through May schedule, which would eat into March Madness, but. They want that revenue because the schools get more revenue of college football. The NCAA gets their revenue off of March Madness because the NCAA itself gets nothing off of football. The conferences and the schools get because remember there is no NCAA Division One football championship, so they right. get nothing done. Yeah, that's what's going on with there. Also, following up on that with the spring sports, Wisconsin said, oh, no, their players are not coming back. No, seniors, sorry. You, thank you for your services. We're not accepting you. And the Ivy League has also said their players are not coming back. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry, we can't do it. Which, you know, some schools are going to have trouble. And they asked Gene Smith with Ohio State about this. And, you know, Gene Smith, kind of controversial, but like he said, he goes, you know what? We can work it out. He goes, even if they don't get scholarships, we, you know, even if we can't give them the athletic scholarships, we can direct them to financial aid, to all this stuff for Pell Grants where they don't have to get a loan, and they can still use that year of eligibility because they, they couldn't help it. You know, he, he took he – t- Gene Smith, actually, he took that stand, which, you know, he's been – Linked to controversy over the years, uh, <laughs> a few things. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jim Tressel, uh, Herman Meyer, just different things that went down the the whole the scandal with the assistant coach. But he he came out and said that because those of you that don't remember, uh, the NCAA is leaving it up to schools or the conferences on how they handle that senior eligibility. So. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, another thing, uh, Bob, Bob Huggins. What? Oh, yeah, Bob Huggins. Uh, Bob Huggins had an interesting idea. And uh, he's what, the coach of West Virginia these days, I think? Yeah, yes, he's coach of West Virginia. He had a very interesting idea. He said, play the NCAA tournament from this year at the beginning of the season. And they can make that way, they'll get their profit. And he said, what you do, you put all the teams that were supposed to be in there this year. You put them in, and he said it would only be a couple, you know, three weeks. You just do however they, you know, do it the same as they would. Put them in, and if they if they want to let a player come back just for that tournament, he would be okay with that. Then they're done. Well, when when, when uh, would which, you do that, Sean? What time? Of he year? was saying late October into early November. He's saying like to start the season. Oh, actually, that might work. But but you got a lot of players that are leaving for the NBA. Yeah, right. They yeah. want to come back or do plus players going over to Europe, and then you're trying to get ready for your regular season with your new incoming freshmen. But then right. you got to go play a tournament. So I mean, it's a good, it's not a bad idea, but I see the downfalls on it. Oh, I, that I reminds me. I, that reminds me. The NBA, uh, there's talk that they're going to move their draft back from June to August first. August first. Yeah, right. they have moved to Target. They have officially moved to Target first. Mm-hmm. So, okay, and, we did have an NFL and we're start, trade. And we're starting to see a lot of um, players, the college players who want to test the waters and see how they do. We're starting to see a lot of them uh, make the announcements. I know Luca Garza, who played at Iowa, says he's going to test the draft, but he's not going to hire an agent. Okay, and they have so much. They have so much time to test. Now, right. of course, the workouts are a little. Odd, you know, testing is a time, so may, they may extend that time to where they can test it. Yeah, and yes, we do have an NFL trade, and boy, is it being talked about or what? <laughs> okay, well, Brandon Cooks was traded from the Rams to the Houston, and of course, Houston needed a receiver because they had just traded Andre Hopkins for the, the second rounder this draft in 20 and a fourth rounder in 21 uh, to Houston, and the Rams will pay, pay most of the salary. So I'm, I'm assuming that people. Year. And for this year, I assume people in Houston are pretty happy, but not so well, much people in no. LA, right? Uh, no, uh, frankly, from what I'm hearing, Chris, they're not happy with Bill O'Brien, the GM. Okay. Yeah, they're not happy. They're they're not happy with him because they're saying the liability. They're still mad over the DeAndre Hopkins trade. Right. Yeah. Still, there's people saying get a doctor to fail David Johnson on that physical. That's what they're they're still saying that. But I mean. They get out kind of easy. They they have his contract this year, you know. Of course, are they this year? L.A. picks it up, twenty one million. They cover the other twelve million for each year, and but he is a liability. He's been this is his fourth team because you know yep. New England trade New Orleans and the New England and I he mean, really only did healthy. well. If you run it down, he really did well in New Orleans. He did not do super yep. well here. He never really hooked up with Tom Brady properly. And, and remember, he's a, a complicated and remember, offense. He, he, and the Rams, he really wasn't their big receiver. It was uh, yeah. uh, and now I forget the other guy. Uh, you know, he was really he was the number two receiver. He wasn't the big. And, receiver. And remember, he's he was had big. multiple concussions. So right, people in Houston are very upset at O'Brien for picking up both David Johnson and this guy. You no, know, and the problem was I'm, I don't remember if Bill O'Brien was here when Cooks was here. Maybe you got to know him a little bit. I don't remember, but you know that could be part of it. Uh, no. I think Maybe he not. was at Penn State when he was there. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But either way, you know, but, it, it, it Cooks like, has been a little, since he left. He was great in New Orleans. He really was, but he never has lived up to it since then. So, and yeah. the last thing but, we ha- we have a party to report on. Sean, well, that's not quite the last thing. We've got a couple other things, but yeah. okay. 
Well, why don't we you do have, we do have a hands, but we'll go ahead and get to the party first. Why don't you yeah, do the party, John? Yeah, do the party, right. John. <laughs> Jack Prescott was, got a got a phone call. There was a phone call for somebody uh, last night. I guess there was a party uh, complaint. Jack Prescott reportedly was having a party with thirty people in a Dallas suburb. Ezekiel uh, Elliott was one of the people there. The police showed up. They didn't find anybody there. They didn't find anything going on. Wink, wink, nod, nod. They yeah, let really. him go. They just said, be careful. However, somebody at the party leaked photos to TMZ. So, yeah. They yeah. were there. <laughs> they were there. So, once again, yeah, let's get to you know, the hand like and in college towns and so forth, you know, the police are well, kind of in cahoots with the, with the team. Well, there's, one, there's this one suburb. There's this suburb up in north. There's a couple suburbs where a lot of the Dallas players live. And so they kind of overlook things. It's, I mean, South Lake is one of them. Uh, Frisco, that area, north of Dallas. They, a, lot of the, a lot of the players live in that area, so they kind of right. just they overlook things, mm-hmm. let's just say. Okay, let's let's go to our let's go to our hand, and then we'll talk about the XFL. Jerry, go ahead. Okay, I have a quick uh, happy Easter, everyone. I have a question about the Triple Crown itself. Does that mean they will do the Preakness on the uh, you know the nineteenth of September and the Belmont on in October? Uh, That has not officially been said, but that's the rumor I'm hearing. That's that's the way it's looking, Jerry. But nothing set in stone. The only thing we know for sure is the Kentucky. The only thing we know for sure is the Kentucky Derby will be Labor Day weekend. Beyond that, we really don't know how the other two races are going to go. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. All right, now the XFL on Friday very abruptly suspended operations. And fired their employees. They had a nine-minute conference call. You were not allowed to ask questions. You weren't allowed to ask questions. You just—they were told you were getting severance pay, and you know, plus all their players are being paid through May 31st. But right now, they're suspending the operations. They're not planning on having operations in the 2021, you know, next season, 2021. So they're not saying that they're gone. Now, remember, the XFL was doing better than the other league that folded last year. They were doing, they were doing better in the ratings. Vince McMahon sold three hundred million of his WWE stock. He sold three to uh, invest in the XFL. So he put a hundred million in for this year. He was planning a hundred million for next year, and a hundred million for the third year. So he lost a hundred million dollars on this this year. ESPN, ABC, and Fox. They were basically. They weren't paying rights fees for them, but they were giving them advertising. You know, they were sharing advertising. They were getting commercials. And the league was – every team except L.A. was drawing. And the ratings were anywhere from 1 to 2 million, depending on the channel and the game each week. So some there's other things coming up, like the one if the NFL thinks that, hey, do we have to push our season back? Maybe the one of the rumors that we heard with the NFL was if they play theirs January through May and then just don't have the off season workouts and then start the twenty twenty you know, the next season like twenty one, yeah. Yeah, October through March and then the next season get back on schedule. That's one thing. The other is also Vince McMahon had was had WrestleMania last weekend. WrestleMania for those of you that are not wrestling fans, WrestleMania weekend is about as big as the Super Bowl or the Final Four when the Oscars comes to town or something like that because they have uh, 
you know, they have the Hall of Fame ceremonies. They have fan access festivals. They do their their shows from there. Plus, you know, coming into and out of WrestleMania, and they do it in a hundred thousand seats. Supposedly, Vince McMahon lost a hundred million dollars on because he they did WrestleMania, but they pre-taped a bunch of it at their performance center there in Orlando. Also, Fox and NBC they have deals with them about uh, live programming. And several WWE stockholders are suing Vince McMahon because around that time he sold his stocks, shortly after this WWE stock started dropping, and they're they're thinking he because of him selling this to fund the XFL, you know, they're like, oh, he caused our stocks to drop because people panicked because they saw him selling stocks. Where so you have all these things, and I'll go into to the wrestling side more with the WWE, like I said on my line, but that. Those are things that I think are leading into why, because people were watching the XFLs. I mean, yeah, they, they were. I mean, a lot of and them, we were, they were and it's not them. our fault. We talked about them every week. And it's, uh, certainly, uh, we gave them a boost. So that's it's, right. Yeah, we fault. gave them. I mean, it was it was some. I mean, they they were being watched. They were beating in some of the markets. Were actually beating the local NBA and NHL teams. So I think a lot of that, a lot of that has and. It does show that if eventually a spring football league can work, if it's and they were running it right, they weren't trying to beat the NFL. They weren't doing the goofy gimmicks that they did back in 2001. They were running it more legitimate football, saying this is a chance if you want to go to the NFL, we're helping you, or this is also your last chance if you just want to play. To and several in- players did sign with NFL teams. Yes, they did. Yes, so, they did. They yes, they did. And also, it's a place if you just want to end your career here and say, I'm going out of my terms. So, But there's also the rumor that Roger Goodell had a meeting with Vince and said, hey, we may have to – You once you cancel your season, we have, to, we have to push our season back a little bit. So, there, And there might have been – there's a rumor that there might have been cash exchange, but that's no, oh, and not speaking, a And speaking of hockey, uh, the NHL is working on plans to possibly uh, – do their playoffs at least in like North Dakota and New Hampshire. And Sean, the Canada thing won't work because as we covered last week, uh, there's all kinds of restrictions on on having gatherings in Canada. So uh, it looks like the Canadian teams would have to be either in North Dakota or New Hampshire. Well, all right. Well, well, first of all, if they've got their restrictions, as you said, Robert, last week through June 30th, so we still don't know if hockey would be even getting ready. To, we don't know when right. they would be ready to start, number one. Number two, they would be another league that could still be playing in Canada somewhere if they want to play before no crowd, no fans. So, right. you know, yeah. let's not just throw Canada out uh, lock, stock, and barrel. The NHL no, in no particular has been very, very closed-mouthed about the whole thing. Unlike right. baseball, they're the opposite of baseball. We've heard less about them. So I would not even speculate about what uh, the NHL is going to do. Well, so. that's that's what we're hearing so far. Yeah, that's the first thing I've heard come out of the NHL, the first plan during all this. Yeah. Except right. where he said he he's prepared to go even in, as late as August. That's the first mm-hmm. thing I've heard out of the NHL yeah. except that. But right. so, so anyway, who died? We, oh, we have a lot of people. Nobody died of uh, coronavirus. This Nobody died of coronavirus in sports world. No, this not this week. No, and we had, we had one, last one week, very but... sad, one very sad death. That's for sure. Yes, we did. Okay, so we'll start. And we have some uh, two. The first two are very prominent players from the. Well, I'm 50s sure all the deaths were sad to somebody. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Okay. The the first one is Al Kaline, and he's Mr. Tiger. He was 85 years old. He uh, 
he started with the Tigers. He, he went to high school in Baltimore, also at same uh, same city as Babe Ruth, by the way. He uh, graduated in 1953, went right to the major leagues. He, his debut day was June 25th of 1953. He played with the Tigers through the end of 74. So he and Carl Yastrzemski were the last of the really long-term players with their teams like that, 22, 23 years. Uh, he had 297. He, was, he had uh, 3,007 hits, 399 home runs, and uh, 1,583 RBIs. He, had, he was in 18 All-Star games. Now, remember that in between 59 and 62, there were two, and I know this is the way they count it, there were two All-Star games. They don't just think of it as the year. So I'm not saying he wasn't an All-Star, and I'm very one of the best players in the league. He sure was. But 18 is a little bit, you know, you, you've got to take that into a, a grain of salt with people that played at that time because you could be in four, eight All-Star games in four years at that point, and he probably was. In 68, of course, they won the World Series. He, uh, he got to play in the World Series finally. Now, I remember in the first uh, running up to his to that time, they were saying he was the best player who had never played in the World Series. Well, he finally got to play, and he was one for one. He got, he, they won it. Uh, let's see. He won 10 gold gloves, a great right fielder, along with uh, being a great hitter. Uh, he won the 55 uh, batting championship, and, uh, and he, uh, let's see, he went to the Hall of Fame in 1980, and then uh, he went right into the TV, I think, a color uh, role from uh, 1975. I'm pretty sure he went right in with George Kell in the booth until 02, and then uh, the front office of the Tigers and a special assistant. He and, worked, you know what, uh, Chris, no, he works, sometimes we, he worked with Ernie Harwell, too, on radio. Okay, cool. And no cause uh, of death uh, that we know of, but he had a stroke, uh, and he, his health was going down over the last year. Then number two, Bobby Mitchell. Now, here's a name you don't hear very much anymore. This is a guy who got in the Hall of Fame pretty late. When you hear his statistics, and he's significant in history in the NFL, too. Bobby Mitchell, he was 84 years old, played for the Cleveland Browns from 58 through 61, then traded to the Washington Redskins uh, for and played there from 62 through 68. Now, when he was with the Browns, he was a running back, or as they used to call it, a halfback. Jim Brown was a fullback. He was the halfback. So, in other words, he was, did a lot of rushes at that point. Then he became a receiver. There was a thing, and I remember reading an article that Sports Illustrated did about different if black players played, and this is later in the 60s when there were more players, that like the black, uh, you couldn't have a black center because he was right behind the quarterback. There were things, there were different codes. Obviously, black quarterbacks were discouraged. A black uh, middle linebacker because he wouldn't be smart enough to be a middle linebacker, according to the, the theories at the time. So he, he went to Washington, yes, and became their first black player in 62, which is like the last pro sport, uh, sports team with significant black players to, to have a black. Uh, that was George Preston Marshall was a racist. But, you know, he, he came there 62 through 68 as a wide receiver. So he was not a running back. So you, the further you were from the quarterback, a defensive back or a wide receiver, that was the position for black folks. And uh, so Jim Brown and he ran together. And by the way, I think he was traded for the rights to Ernie Davis, who died. I'm pretty sure that's what happened, that Ernie Davis was going to be drafted by the Redskins, traded to the Browns, but then he died of cancer. So he played, um, again, first black player on the Redskins. He was uh, in four Pro Bowls uh, for he uh, for he was the receiving leader for catches in '62 and '63, and uh, and the uh, touchdowns for uh, oh in '64 in for receiving. He had 521 receptions, 7,955 yards, uh, 65 touchdowns as a receiver for rushing back when he was a running back. 2,735 rushing. He had 18 rushing touchdowns and eight return touchdowns. 
and uh, he went in the Hall of Fame in 83. Now, how can you be that good and not get in the Hall of Fame till 83? I don't get it. Uh, he, he was in the Washington front office and a scout and assistant GM, and he hoped to be the, uh, the, the first general manager, black general manager in the NFL, but that did not come true. Another very good player, another NFL guy from the early 60s, Tim Brown, this is Timmy Brown. This is not Tim Brown. This is not the Heisman Trophy winner from Notre Dame. This is Timmy Brown. He, played, he was 82 years old. He played with the Eagles from 60 through 67 and the Baltimore Colts in 68. Uh, he won the NFL championship in 60 in the game that the Eagles won over the Packers, the only game Vince Lombardi lost, <clears throat> a playoff game that Vince Lombardi lost. Then he, uh, he won the NFL championship with the Colts in 68. And, of course, then they lost to the Jets in the Super Bowl. He was a, in three Pro Bowls. He had 3,862 rushing yards, 31 uh, uh, rushing touchdowns. Uh, and let's see. We had... 3,399 receiving yards, 26 uh, receiving touchdowns. Uh, he, in returns, he was return guy, 5,420 return yards, uh, one touchdown, one punt return for touchdown, five on kickoffs, and one of them was 105 yards. And he did two uh, in one game. I don't have the date of it. In the same game, he did two 90-yard or more re- returns for uh, touchdowns for kickoffs. So then we move to the next one. We have Harv Schmidt. Now we're getting down into a little lesser uh, name. He was uh, he was 83 years old. He was the Illinois college basketball coach from 67 through 74. He was 89 and 77. Uh, he, he was in hospice and he had heart issues. And uh, that was uh, the story on him. We don't have much details on him. Pat Stapleton, hockey player, 79 years old. He was in the juniors from 57 through 61. They came to the Bruins in 61 through 63. Bruins were interesting then. They had a terrible team, but they had some guys who they were too young to be in the NHL, but guys like Gary Dornhofer and these different people who would later become prominent when the league expanded and they'd go other places. And Pat Stapleton was one of them, 61 through 63 with the Bruins. Then he went to the minors, uh, to Oklahoma City, I think, for the Bruins. Then 63 through 60, uh, and then he went to the Blackhawks in 65 through 73. And then the uh, WHA from 73 through 77 World Hockey Association. He was the father of Senator Center, Center Mike Stapleton, who played in the NHL from 86 to 04. And he had a stroke, and uh, that, was, uh, that was it. Uh, that was his cause of death. Then Tom, and they didn't have the nickname in here, but I remember it was Hawkeye Webster. I remember he was called that when he was with the Bruins. Anyway, he was a right winger for the, uh, he was 71 years old. He had, he had brain cancer. He was a coach, starting with his coaching career, uh, the interim New York coach, Rangers coach from, for 18 games in 86, 87. Then the head of the Kings, uh, head coach of the Kings in 89 through 92. He played for the Bruins 11 games between 68, 69, and 69, 70 season. Uh, and he, uh, you know, was up and down, just sort of cups of coffee with the Bruins. Uh, but yeah, he, he hit the ice fairly often. I sure remember him as a Bruin. Otherwise, he was playing with the Oklahoma City Blazers. Uh, other than that, that was the Bruins uh, farm team. Then he played with the Detroit uh, uh, Red Wings from 70 through 72, and also seven games with the California Golden Seals in the 71-72 season. Then he went to the WHA, and that's where his name was uh, made, really. He played for the uh, New England Whalers slash Hartford. Well, they weren't Hartford until they got to the NHL. So New England Whalers from 72 through 78. And uh, and then the Adirondack Red Wings 12 games in the 79-80 season. 
Then we, we had, this is the uh, sad one that, uh, they're all sad, but this is yeah. a sad one. Colby Cave, I think is his name, 25 years old. He had a brain bleed. He assisted, formed on his brain, started to bleed, and that was it. Uh, it was not a hockey-related uh, uh, injury or any anything like that. It's an intracerebral hem, uh, hemorrhage. He, uh, as I say, had a cyst. He uh, he died on the uh, on the 11th, which was yesterday, Saturday. He was in an induced coma. Uh, let's see. He was he was in 19 and 20. He played in the, the 2019-20 season. He was playing for Edmonton, so I guess he was an active player at this point. Yes. Uh, and he uh, let's see. He played in 18 and 19 for the Bruins, and uh, he also played. Uh, but Providence Bruins from 14 through 17. I don't remember him with the Bruins. He didn't play much. But Providence, 14 through 17, he played 23 games for the Bruins in uh, 17 and 18. So, again, that's why I don't remember him too well. And we have one more that came in under the wire. Again, we'll get the uh, Glenn Beckett uh, information uh, next week. I'm sure David will have us have it for us. But the one we do have is Jim Bolger. He was 88 years old. This guy I don't remember at all. Played uh, for the Cincinnati from 50 through 50 and 51. Then he was in the minors in 52 and 53. Then 54 back with the red red legs at the time. Then the Cubs in uh, went back to the minors. Cubs in 57 and 58. Cleveland in 59. He was a, 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 a pinch hitter and an outfielder. Eight games with the Phillies. Uh, I think also in 59. Uh, and then let's see. He had an, oh in 60 through 63. He was in the minors again. Uh, and then uh, 312 games that he played in, he had 229, six home runs, 48 RBIs, and 961 fielding percentage. So that's our roster of uh, people who are no longer with us in the world of sports. And most of them came in like Thursday to Saturday. Yeah. There were a whole plethora of them right away. Yeah, you know, yeah. Late uh, in the we, week. We, we would like to have weeks where we don't have any, but. The last That's couple true. of weeks, we've had a lot. So. Okay. So I guess now, do we have any calls or are we moving on to history? We do not have any calls, so go ahead. Okay. So yeah. Sean and I can do the history. Sean, you, you take the lead, and I'll follow through. I've written things right. down so we can Monday, go from there. Let me see. Monday the 6th uh, was uh, 19 – was that 1940? 35 was – 36. Gordon Wood won uh, – 36. Gordon Wood got his – Second Masters in three right. years. That was only the that was only the second Masters ever. Then uh, nineteen forty one. Craig Wood. Craig, Craig Wood. Wood that, he got his first Masters, and that yeah. was the first. That that was the last Masters before they took a four year break for World War Two. Right. Then and he won that one over Byron Nelson by a stroke, I think. Yes, and then fifty two. It was Sam Snead. Won Sam Snead second. Sam Snead yep. second one. Over uh, Jack Burke. Six, yep. Sixty two. Was Arnold Palmer's well, third? Well, fifty-eight was his. Fifty-eight was his. Oh first. yeah, fifty-eight was that. Yeah, fifty-eight was yeah. first. That was his first Masters. Now, if you'll notice, year. just just a comment. You see that they moved it from the first week in April to the second week in April in the in the around nineteen sixty or so because there's April sixth. That was the first Sunday, and well, you know uh, then it became April tenth, uh, like a couple years later. So they moved it into the second week of April. Yeah, and then. Yeah, you start seeing it, and and some of those you may be saying, why are there two you know, on some of these days? Why are there two? Because remember, they did they do the eighteen hole playoff the next day because there's That's one right. that has a sixty and a sixty one. Yeah. So Arnold won it in fifty eight. Yep. Yeah, fifty eight. Like four over uh, Doug Ford, and then in ninety two we had uh, oh now we're getting to some basketball. Duke beat Michigan yeah. to win the uh, title in ninety two. 
And that was in the regionals when they hit that shot against Kentucky. To get yeah, there. that was the week before against Kentucky, and uh, that's right. And we have that uh, was the Christian Leitner shot, wasn't it? Christian Leitner shot, and the, shot. And the calls. I think it was um, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, I can't think of his name. The guy from Texas, uh, Vern Lundquist, and yeah. I think it was uh, Marty Brenneman on the radio. Two, that's two uh, Hall yes. of Famers doing that call in '09. North Carolina beat Michigan North State Michigan, to win the title. Michigan State, and that was and their fifth Duke, uh, title. Wisconsin. And 15, Duke beat Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah, and that was Duke's fifth Then title. we go on April 7th, which yep. is uh, 1940, I believe, was when... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. There's one more thing on, on uh, April 6th. Your fr- your buddy Jim Rome had a little uh, set, too. Was yes, that? it was. 1994. <laughs> yes. yes, I forgot about 1994, the fledgling ESPN2 network. Jim Rome had been doing his show in San Diego, and I think he had started by then in L.A. on extra 690 and 1150, but of course 690 could be heard. And Jim Rome had been calling Jim Everett Chris. Oh, yeah, I remember that now. He was calling him Chris, and he had Jim Everett on, and Jim Everett said, do not call me Chris. So, of course, ESPN2 didn't have a whole lot of penetration yet. They weren't on it, but... So they had a show called Take Two. He's on there. And he called him Chris. Jim Everett clocked him. And some say this is what kind of launched Jim Rome's national career going into rating. Because a couple years later, they started syndicating him, the original four uh, affiliates, and then all his others to what he's Mm -hmm. doing now. So, yeah, that was the other big one. Oh, and it's cool when you hear it. I haven't heard it for a while. You hear him like almost like jumping over the table or at him, you know? Oh, yeah. He he goes at him. I mean, Everett. And, And like... Someone, one of the the radio guys that was talking about it, he threw it out there and he goes, you know what? He goes, if I'm Chris Everett, I would be insulted because that's a compliment calling him Chris because Chris is a much better athlete than she Jeff. Was. Correct. She was. She, she was. Better. You know. Okay, he so said, now we can move on to May, April 7th here. April 7th, which is 1940. We well, have uh, Jimmy DeMeritt won the Masters. Jimmy DeMeritt, 1940, winning his first Masters. 1946. First yep. of three, 1946, Herman Kaiser. They come back after the war. He went gets his Masters. He won it by 19, one stroke over Ben Hogan. Or yep. Ben Hogan. 1951, okay. Ben Hogan got his Masters. Right. Well, mm-hmm. Then we skip ahead to... Uh, 57, 19, Doug Ford won the Masters. Doug Ford won it. The guy who lost Arnold in the next year. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right, yep. And he won it over uh, by one over Sam Sneed. Yeah, but one over Sam Sneed. Then yep. I think that was sixty-three. Jack Nicklaus got his Jack first. Jack Nicklaus got his first Masters. First of six. Yes. Yep. First of six. Yes. Okay. And then, uh, then, then we go to the NBA and Philadelphia Warriors won their nineteen fifty-six title over the Fort title, Wayne uh, Pistons, uh, and that was uh, four games to one. And uh, we were talking yeah. about the Fort Wayne Pistons a, a, a little bit the other night. On you don't even think about them playing. Uh, you know, in Fort Wayne, but they moved to Detroit the next year, but they, they were in the finals there and, uh, you know, played, uh, uh, played there. Milwaukee Brewers played their first game in 70. Remember, remember we talked, we talked last, about this last week yep. about the yep. Seattle Pilots bankruptcy and yep. uh, all of a sudden moving to Milwaukee, they, they played their first game. And, and the Angels beat lost. them 12 to nothing. Not a good start for the Brewers. Nope. And then and, seven years later, the Toronto Blue Jays played their first game and they yep. And they beat the White Sox nine to five. They beat the White That's Sox. Right. Yep. 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 And then, uh, Oh three, we had Syracuse beating uh, Kansas in, beating so the, Kansas. in the finals, the NCAA. That's the Carmel Anthony. Kansas beat Memphis. Kansas, Kansas beat, beat Memphis, Memphis in 08. That, that was yeah. the first. That was the first Final Four that had all all four number one seeds make the final. Yeah. And to this date, it's the only 
Final Four that has had mm-hmm. all four seeds make the final. And in, in 2014, UConn beat Kentucky. Yep, and did. that was the first, only the second time that a school that the men's and women's team from the same school won the NCAA basketball championships in the same year. Okay, then you said so in the uh, first one was. Uh, I don't know. I, I bet it was another UConn. I wouldn't be surprised if UConn won it in a '99 or '04. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if it was both. Yeah, that's, I think it was. I think it was '04 that they. I think it was '04. Now. Okay, so then you had some movies you wanted to tell people about that came out on April seventh. Oh, April seventh, The Sandlot, Major yep. League, and, and Bad, Bad News Bears. Bears. Yep, all mm-hmm. three of them. Three baseball movies all came out, uh, and the original Bad News Bears, not the one that came out a few years ago, but the original. Uh, what was her name Tatum O'Neill? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, Wal- and Walter Matthau was in was Walter Matthau, yep. and then and of course Major League with Charlie Sheen, which funny. I mean, nineteen nine uh, Bad News Bears nineteen seventy five, Major League nineteen ninety, which Charlie Sheen, Willie Mays, Hayes, man, you got to yep. love that. Yeah. I mean, just a bit outside, Bob yep. Eucher in that movie, yep. and then ninety three, ninety three, The Sandlot, which in my opinion was about the worst of the three. Okay. I mean, yep. Then we move on yeah. to April 8th. In 1935, we have the second Masters for uh, uh, Gene Sarazen. Gene Sarazen, uh, that was you, the first Masters win. Oh, first Masters. Okay, over Craig Woods. Oh, that was, the, it was first. the second Masters ever. Yeah. That's what it second is. Masters. Okay, but he won it by and one 19- stroke over Craig Wood. 56, yeah, Jack 19- Burke 56. finally got one. He, he, yep, was, yeah, he was a runner-up before. Uh, he won by one over Ken Venturi, our friend Ken Venturi, who of course did CBS golf for many, many years. You know, in the many, uh, many years, like he was, he was real, very years, cool, almost. very good, a good analyst. Yep. Seventy-four, Hank Aaron hit that home run number seven, seven fifteen that we've talked about, and we actually and, played and it here Vince last. Scully, and Vince Scully had the best call of the three of them. We played, we played the Vince Scully call last year when Bill Buckner died, and uh, yep. so we're, we, you know, but that was the the time uh, Kurt Gowdy was on TV. Milo Hamilton stole the uh, inning from Ernie Johnson and did it on radio, and uh, Vince Scully did it on Dodgers radio. So they were the guys that did the game yeah. at that and point. And he had the best call of the three of them. So. 75, Frank Robinson managed his first uh, game, and Cleveland beat the Yankees. And uh, he, was he, a player the man, he was a player manager yeah. back then. Yeah. And he the beat the Yankees 5-3, first, first black Definitely manager, and he was he was uh, the manager of the Indians, and uh, they won it over the Yankees 5-3 to three on opening day. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 89, we had uh, Jim Abbott made his debut, the one-handed mm-hmm. pitcher for the Angel. That's right. 90, that. Nick Faldo won his yep. second Masters in a row. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, 91, uh, the Oakland. Almeda County Coliseum, Band uh, Smoking. one in North America. Yes, yeah. they, they certainly did. I remember that. Okay. Yep. And then in 01, Tiger won his second Masters. Tiger won his mm-hmm. second. And in 07, 07 Thad uh, Johnson, Johnson got his first. Johnson. And yep. 12, and then Bubba, 20, Watson, uh, Bubba, Bubba Watson. Watson had his first and only Masters so far. Yeah, over, yep. over in a playoff over with Osterhazen, I guess it is. Osterhazen. Yeah. In yeah. 13, Louisville beat Michigan. In, uh, in that was the one we accidentally put last week on the show. The we accidentally week. put that last week. We had the wrong week. But Louisville beat Michigan. But as we stated, yep. we're not supposed to say that. That's they. right. That's why we moved it, because we, we know we're not supposed to really tell people. That. <laughs> That's right. And, and last 18, year, yes, Patrick Reed. The la- uh, what Patrick, is, Patrick, I Reed, Patrick, Patrick Reed got his championship, first championship. Okay. And then last yep. year, Virginia beat Texas Tech. That was the one right. we accidentally put it a week early. But yep. and I yep. knew that was because that was not on the history. And I knew that was wrong after I said it. And I was like, yeah, no, that, that might be next week. And I was okay. like, and I yeah, well, when you're like, live, you can't correct mistakes. So. Okay, but so moving to the ninth. Now, so. Moving to the ninth of uh, April, good day for the Celtics two years in a row. 
they swept the Lakers. They, they, these are the Minneapolis Lakers, and they beat them four games to none in '59 uh, in Minneapolis to win the title. They're they're uh, first of the eight in a row that they won, 59 through 66, after the one we're going to talk about later that Bill Russell got hurt. And then in 60, they beat the Hawks uh, pretty easily in the seventh game, about 15 points. But it was a seventh game in 60 at Boston Garden, and uh, they beat the Hawks uh, and won that uh, title, the St. Louis Hawks. So let's see, what else we got? Uh, uh, in in uh, Oh, Fenway Park opened in, two, Fenway, in 1912. Fenway Park opened in 1912. Uh, no, yeah, my 1912, they played an exhibition against uh, Harvard. Harvard. Yep, 1913, Ebbets Field opened. Yep, yeah, 1913, Ebbets Field, they, they lost Philly. Yeah, one to nothing. In 65, the Astrodome opened. the Astrodome opened. Uh, they played an exhibition game. They won. Two to one over the Yankees, but the, but Mickey Mantle hit a home run in there. And in 1981, Fernando Valenzuela made his right. debut. Yeah, now the thing the I Astros. always win that I always win I was uh, you know that's always one of those good bar questions who who hit the first home run in the Astrodome, and yep. you know Mickey Mantle you, you, you're always going to get people with that one. That's uh, right, a, yep. a good one. And uh, yep. yeah, and then the, and the Dodgers beat Houston two to one on that uh, day. And then for some Masters uh, uh, in '50, I think uh, it looks like 50, Jimmy Demerit yeah, won his Barrett third. The third. Yeah, '62. Arnold yeah. Palmer won his third. He was winning the playoff even years. Yeah, '58, '62. Playoff over Gary Player. Um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, let's see. '73. Yeah, Jack Nicholas. Yeah, that was '70 '72, uh, I think, wasn't it? Oh, maybe yeah, it was 73. 72, 72, and then Gary Player was 78. Yep, 78. And then 1989, Sir Nick Faldo got his first oh, of his back-to-back. Faldo. Ben Crenshaw, 95. Ben Crenshaw won, and that was right after the longtime golf coach and mentor, very well-respected guy, Harvey Pinnock, had just passed away. And remember, Ben crying in that one, real. Yep. He was just, and in 2000. Uh, Phil Mickelson Phil won Mickelson. it. Yeah, and then, Sergio Garcia uh, in 07. Right, yeah. And then, uh, let's see. No, in 17. In 17. In 17. Oh, yeah, 17. You're right. Yep. Okay. And then we move to the uh, to the 10th, and uh, Woodrow Wilson in 1913 threw out the first ball that an American president ever did at a, a major league opener. He did that in Washington. And uh, then we had uh, 34. Well, and they were playing, hold on, they were playing a team oh, yes. formerly known as the New York Highlanders. And they Correct. debuted under their new name, the New, the York, new York Yankees. Yankees. Yep. And so there you go. And uh, so that's cool. In 34, the uh, Blackhawks won their first Stanley Cup by beating Detroit three games to one. They was That was back when it was a five-game uh, Stanley Cup final series. Okay. Forty-seven. Jackie Robinson signed his contract. Of course, he debuted, and we'll talk about that on on April fifteenth when we get into next week. But he signed his yeah. officially signed his contract with the Dodgers in forty-seven. Right. In Sixty-one. The new Senators uh, came into existence, and they uh, they beat uh, Chicago White Sox. Beat them. Uh, I don't have a score on that one, but hey, at least they beat the Senators. He couldn't beat the Blue Jays sixteen years later for a new team, but the White Sox did. That was not that was at Griffith Stadium. The DC Stadium didn't, which became RFK, didn't open until uh, in '62, uh, about a, a year later, a little over a year. But anyway, that was in Griffith Stadium. Uh, then uh, let's see, '62. '62, uh, the uh, Dodgers, uh, Chavez Ravine, Dodger Stadium well, opened up. The problem is they were playing Cincinnati, and that would have been opening day. So I think something's wrong with that that picture because well, no, the no, Dodgers wasn't a, wouldn't have been no, home. They, the, Cincinnati 
they they were saying I think opening day had already happened, hadn't it? And then they yeah, no, opening day. Uh, no, well, that would have been the opening day because that was a Monday and everything. I think the okay. problem is that Cincinnati would have clearly opened, you know, and then at some point in that week or so, the, they did open uh, Chavez Ravine, but yeah. uh, they were in Cincinnati. If, I guess if they were Dodger in Cincinnati. Stadium. Yeah, I know that they opened. Yeah, they yeah. opened and they they played there. And then, of course, at that same day, the Houston Colt Forty Fives played yeah. their very first Houston game. So started. that would make sense because yeah, so that would make right. sense. They the history folks yeah. had it wrong that they opened. They did because Cincinnati yeah. always has the opener. As, as yeah, I don't think they would have made an exception one year to open Dodger Stadium. No, I no, don't no, think so. no, they did not. Uh, Sam no. Snead won the Masters in forty nine. Arnold his first Palmer one. won. Yeah, his first one. Arnold Palmer won his second one in sixty. Uh-huh. And then we had the uh, Gary Player in 61. 61, and there was a double bogey by Arnold Palmer that sent that into an 18-hole playoff the next day in 61. That's why you see the two back-to-backs. Right. And, and, and remember, was, the Masters no longer does an 18-hole playoff. No, they don't. They, Bubba no, Watson no. won it in 77. No, Tom Watson. Tom, uh, Tom Watson. Watson. I'm sorry, Bubba was uh, later. Uh, but uh, oh. Tom won it in 77. And that was his first one. Tiger won his fourth in 05. Five. And in uh, and let's see. Oh, and then we've got a couple of things for uh, I, I wanted to tell you on Saturday. the 12th. Because Saturday the 12th we had. Uh, no, no, Saturday, the 11th, what, Saturday the 11th was Saturday the 11th, the 11th yes. Wilson, uh, 2004 champion right. uh, Masters. Right. Oh, and yeah. also Jack Nicholas won it by I don't know how many strokes, maybe eight strokes or something in 65. I know that was, that was the 11th. That was his second Masters. Yeah, yeah, his second Masters. And in 12... On, on the 12th, we do have that for today. We have uh, St. Louis beating the Celtics four games to two because Bill Russell got hurt, as we mentioned, and that was the they would have won ten in a row. Everybody agrees if Bill Russell hadn't gotten hurt, but hey, the Hawks got a title and uh, good for them, you know. That's yeah, the way. And Jordan Spieth in 20 and then 2015, Jordan Spieth got his first Masters, and and everybody thought he was the next phenom. The year before, he had won an NCAA golf championship and then turned around and won. Won the Masters and had, mm-hmm. I mean he's been yep. decent but not to that level yet. Since. Right. Why well, so, I mean, he's still young? So who? Knows? And just, just yeah, to he's explain, still young. Sean is getting these from a show this Monday through Friday, and of course, so that means on the Saturday and Sunday when we come on, we don't always have the as many things, but we'll we'll pull together things we remember and and come up with what we yeah. can for those dates too. So I think that's all the dates we got. Yep. And I think any, we've covered everything, guys. We any have hands? covered. No, we have covered it all. Okay. Yeah. All right. Then very thoroughly. I think we did a did a good job, if I do say so myself. But anyway, and, and uh, we didn't rush through it. Hey, we got it. No, all we in. didn't. We got everything done. And uh, I think uh, I hope everybody uh, has a good week. Stay safe. Stay in. And uh, you know, don't uh, don't take any uh, wooden uh, uh, Corona tests or anything like that. And and, 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 and don't have any Dak Dak Prescott parties, everybody. Yeah, don't have any no. Dak Prescott parties. And before we get out of here, though. I would like to let you all know that, you know, if you want to hear this again or if you ever miss a week, if you're listening live, just remember you can download this. LegendOldies.com, type in Sports uh, Select Find Sports Lounge Live, or in your podcatcher, type in Sports Lounge Live, three words, or you can also do that with All Things Radio, All Things Radio, three words, which this last week was a pretty good, pretty good show, I think. And the coffee club, you do Wednesday Coffee, two words. And on your smart device, just say play Sports Lounge Live, the Sports Lounge Live podcast, play the All Things Radio podcast, or play the Wednesday Coffee Club podcast. And if it's not the right day, just keep saying next. Or you can also listen, 773-572-3006, Sports Lounge Option 9, All Things Radio Option 8, 
Wednesday morning country club option seven. There's some old time radio on option three and other things coming soon. And while you're listening to an option, go back to the archives by hitting pound. And also, if you want to leave us a comment anytime throughout the week, 800-693-0595 and go to option number two and specify the comment is for sports lounge so that we get the message. So anyway, uh, Next week we will have some more. We can. We might even have a little bit of draft talk as we get ready. Uh, yeah. Get ready for the draft, and who knows? Yeah, who I knows? had. So, well, I had somebody ask me earlier because uh, uh, they were looking on the TV listings. And they were saying, oh, "Well, why is it so listed? That's not going to happen." Yes, it is. The draft yes, is. is going to occur. And B, and let me tell you, folks. You never know. Come back next week because you never know what crazy ideas each league may have. That's Next right, especially week. baseball. Yeah. I'm sure we'll be into the North Dakota, South Dakota plan by that time. Uh, you know, yeah, we never know about like U- baseball. They made you like UFC, and like UFC was going to buy an island. And, or, oh, there you go. An island, and he was going to try to run fights there, but ESPN told him they would not air him. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so I guess that's it. And I uh, hope everybody has a good week. Stay safe, stay in, and uh, do what you need to do, and we'll all be back next week.